Welcome to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast, where our team is helping people build their financial freedom. And one of the things we talk a lot about is saving and investing 25% of one's income. And I'm your host, Joel Farrell. And each week we dig into the ways that people are generating more income to be able to save more money and the ways that they are investing that hard-earned dollar. And lastly, the how, how people are making these changes. Because again, we're talking about changes. We're talking about changing behaviors. Let's get into today's content so we can help you on your financial journey towards living a life with the power of choice. Welcome to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast. I've got an amazing guest today, DeMarco Anderson. He was in Houston, Texas, and he is a real estate investor and working a full-time job in uh, the IT industry. And I want to dig into his story, somebody I've known for a, a bit now and looking forward to having you on now. So DeMarco, uh, give our listeners a little bit of a background on uh, who you are. Hey, thank you for having me, Joel. Hey guys, um, like you said, I'm DeMarco Anderson out here in Houston, Texas, um, real estate investor. And um, also uh, I do IT for a living. So I'm trying to get money multiple ways, multiple streams of income. The backstory is I bought my first property maybe 2019. And since then I bought three more properties. Um, I have one in Charlotte and I have two here in Houston and I'm actually about to buy another one here in Houston. Um, one of the things that got me into real estate is, man, um, I, I I do a lot of listening. I do a lot of so, um, browsing on social media and I just hear a lot of people talking about the trucking industry and real estate. Um, so I, I bought my home. Uh, I was tired of renting. I bought my home and one of the main things I did was when I sold my home and I made $75,000 off of it, that let me know, that let me know that there's money in the real estate business. Um, I put $10,000 down and in return, I got about six, $5 in profit. I mean, so that let me know renting wasn't what I wanted to do because I didn't get anything back once I left. Um, so basically what I'm doing now is man, buying is the extra income that I have. I will use that income to put down payments on homes. I know some people like to borrow from their homes and that type, the debt to, one of the things that scared me about that is just having to pay um, pay them that money back. Even if I take my equity out of my home, I have to pay someone back. So I would rather have all my equity when it's time to get it out. So I would rather not take that out and just use my own money. Um, so yeah, I work multiple IT jobs. So what I do is I use one of my IT jobs to fund everything I do in real life. And the rest of it, I just put up in a bank to save to buy properties. So that's where I'm at with it. Okay. Okay. So there, there's a lot to unpack there. So, um, the, the real estate journey, you know, you mentioned a couple different uh, properties in different locations. Uh, the, the, the main job in IT and then also another main, uh, main job, I guess you'd say in IT. And um, that first property that you ended up selling, when did you buy that first one? I think I bought it in 2000 and end of 2018, 2019. Okay. So that was the first one. And then when did you sell that one? Uh, maybe 2021. Okay. 21. Cool. So at, when you sold that property, did you, are, did you buy anything else besides that along the way or did you sell? Yeah, I had, at that point, I already had another property. You already had another property. Okay. It was like, so for me, it was, um, I should have, honestly, now that I think about it, I probably should have kept the property. But it was just like, I, I saw there was money left in it. When I saw that how much the house was worth, I was like, oh, there's a lot of money here. And I just, first thing I thought about just taking the money out. Yep. And now I don't sell any of my homes. I keep them. So it's just like, I'm looking at the longevity of it, of actually if 
15 years from now, I decide to sell my homes, just imagine how much money is in our homes now. So yeah. that's that's more of my journey with it now. I'm more of, hey, 15 years, I can sell these homes and they have two or $300,000 of equity in it. And it's just like life changing. So that's that's what has me in this real estate because I see that future in having that money when I need it. Totally, so, totally. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, trucking and real estate and social media uh, and listening to to stuff online. Um, you know, was there a turning point that or something along, along your journey that got you thinking about those things in, in the first place? Was it a friend or family or just, just happened to, like, how did you even get into the end thinking about that in the first place, the, the real estate stuff? Well, um, you know, where I'm from, it's not a lot of people that have homes. So I didn't know a lot about buying homes. I just was renting for so long, but, uh, social media, I hear people talking about buying homes and how you can, how it protects your future. This is this how you can pass home down to your kids and things of that nature. I have a son. So for me, it was just like, I can buy this property. And as I pay it down, it's paying my mortgage down. If I'm renting, it's not paying anything down. Once I leave, I'm not getting anything. So if I'm going to pay my, if I'm going to stay here, everyone has to stay somewhere. So why not stay in my own place and pay that mortgage down? So at the end of the day, when I pay this home off, this home is mine. Opposed to I can I can pay rent for thirty years. Doesn't matter how much I pay, that's going to still be their place. So, yeah, that's kind of like so. The turning point was, I mean, for me, I didn't know what I was doing when I bought my first home. I just thought, as an adult, that's what I should have done. I mean, I'm old enough. I got some money, so that's why I did it. But then when I seen me make that money off of it, then that was real life. It was more of real life when someone deposited seventy five thousand dollars in my account for that. It's like, oh, this is real. So then after that journey, I mean, because it's only 2000, what is it, 23? This is the second month of 23. And I bought three homes since I bought the first home. And now on a journey of buying another home. So that yeah. that's how serious it is. I'm buying homes at that rapid pace. That's how serious it was to me when I saw that money. So when I save my money, if I'm saving my money up to buy another property at all times. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm focused on, just buying, buying, buying. Yeah, I mean, buying real estate, you know, the, the why behind it, what's the purpose? And and you see, you're talking about how you saw the first property be able to go up in value uh, and pay down the mortgage and have some equity build up over time. And, right. and you purchased a couple other ones along the way. And, you know, we, we probably should have done this. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, have you done any type of math of, of projecting um, 15, like you mentioned 15 years down the road, like what that you meant, what, what does that project to be in terms of values going up and mortgage balances being paid down just on the couple properties that you already have right now? I mean, um, any, I, haven't, any guesses I, haven't, or? I haven't done anything on it. Cause at this point I haven't been that deep 15 years of paying. I, I, but I know me seeing what that home did within less than maybe like two years, I can only imagine what this home's going to do in 15 years. Yeah. can only imagine. So yeah, I mean, this good. The main thing as well, like I'm standing a home now, but I have two, we're going to be three homes that's going to be rented out. So it's been rented. So someone else is paying like the thing I didn't want to do, someone's doing for me. So I didn't want to pay yeah. rent. So I have someone paying that rent also paying my property down for me. So I don't, I'm not paying anything. And if I sold it, look how much money I could possibly make off of it without even doing anything. Like I'm, I'm not staying there. So in 15 years, I haven't paid a mortgage there out of my own pocket. And I just can sell it and no tell how much money I make off of it at that point in life. So that's the exciting part about buying real estate. Yeah. I don't and, mean, I'm not even paying. I'm not even 
I'm not paying anything on that mortgage at all. But if I decide to sell it, all that mortgage they gave me and whatever it's worth, I get that money back. Yep. The the property in North Carolina. So you, you purchased that one as a primary residence, right? Yeah. And then relocated to Houston along the way. Purchased yeah. that next one as a primary residence and then turned the old one into a rental. Right. right. So that next purchase, do you remember how much you put down on that one? Uh, 5%, 10%. Yeah, first house was 10,000. The second house was 18,000. The next house was 27,000. And the next house was 36,000. Okay. Okay. And so being able to purchase as a primary residence, you know, in, in that short period of time, all the things kind of worked out because you were kind of scaling up and getting a little bit of a, of a uh, an upgrade on the property, mm -hmm. which is kind of part of the underwriting guidelines. Um, mm -hmm. And then being able to turn the old one into rental. And then, um, because you and I have talked about this, you know, many times, you know, having that lease on the property that you're departing as a lender, we can use that to be able to offset the payment to also help your income ratios. And right, then, right. um, you know, you doing the multiple jobs, right. Obviously I think you're, you're working a lot of hours <laughs> and that's exhausting. Yeah, um, um, and you've been doing that for how long now? How long have you been doing not not just one full time job, but more than that? How long have you been doing that? About two years. About two years. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty. I mean, I'm I'm almost done with it, but it's just like that was just my hustle. Like I once I kind of felt that money I got out of home that was like a a taste of money. So it's like you can get like you can get a lot of money in a, in, a, in a short time. I'm young now, so I can still work. I'm looking, I want to retire by 45 or something like that. I want to retire at 65. So I know I got to do a lot of work at this young age. That's going to extend it hours, but Hey, it's, it's going to be worth it in the long run. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that that's just something that's becoming more and more common uh, for people like us, people younger, older in, in this, this mindset of thinking, you know what, like the job that I'm working, you know, I'm building somebody else's future. And what if something happens to me? What's my, what's going to be my exit plan, my retirement plan? What happens if I don't get to 65 or what something happens, happens to my health or whatever. And, right. you know, being able to get out when you want to get out sooner or later, you know, and having that lane working for you, you know, that's right. exactly why we're here talking about this because so many other people, maybe not even thinking about this, don't even know that that's possible. Um, and, and especially right now with home prices going up and rates have gone up in the last, you know, 15 months or so. So it's making it harder and harder for the everyday person, uh, maybe earlier on in their journey to be able to get into the game as right. prices, rates have gone up. Um, the cost of living has gone up as well. And so, but getting in the game, like, like you've done, you saw some successes along the way and wanted more and more, but by getting in the game gives you, you know, uh, that foot in, in, into, into the door yeah. to be able Definitely. to let time work for you. Um, so you know, you mentioned listening to some different things online, social media. Does anybody come to mind? Any any names or podcasts or YouTubes or anything specific, uh, specific that comes to mind of people that you've been following? No, you know what? So Instagram, I guess they they they're just monitoring your phone. So when you look up certain stuff, and that's saying they're on Instagram is on there. So a lot of the things I look about, look at is business stuff. So all that stuff is just I don't know who the people are. It's just for me, but I I have time to listen. That's for sure. If it's about getting some money, I do have time to listen. So I just listen to a lot of things they they say on there, and it's just like okay, that makes sense, and it's just stored in my brain. And it was just like that was a no brainer though to me. It's almost like 
I don't know why more people don't do it. I don't know if they don't have the funds to do it, but it's a no-brainer to me to hear why would I pay rent to them? To me, it yeah. just don't make sense to pay rent anywhere if you can afford to buy a home. It just don't make sense. Yep. Yeah. It's basically yourself, basically, because it's like I you have to stay somewhere. So why not spend the money on something that's considered yours? So that's totally. that's just why I'm at with it. At this point, it's a no-brainer. So totally. So getting into your field, you know, the IT background you have you have. You know, what, what are some of the things that you're able to do to be able to get um, into that field requirements, certificates? What, what are some of the things that, that got you into that field to be able to, to, to generate that income? Uh, different certifications. I mean, with, this, with IT, IT is, is a growing industry right now. It's, it's really growing and a lot of people are getting into IT. So, I mean, just certain certifications. You got a lot of classes online, courses that are free, um, some that are very cheap. I mean, these certifications you're getting just to get an IT and it's, one of the things about IT is I work remotely. So that's what allows me to work multiple jobs when it comes to the IT field because I'm working remotely. And so I feel like IT is, gives you an opportunity to do multiple things at one time opposed to like a lot of these nine to five jobs, you're in the office and you're constantly working. A lot of times with IT, you're putting out fires. So you're not just constantly working all the time. At least that's what I've endured with my jobs. I, I don't just constantly work. I mean, you have a lot, of, you have downtime. Sometimes I got to put out problems and knock that out. So I have I have the the bandwidth to work multiple jobs. So that, that, that's awesome. We we had somebody actually I had somebody on the show yesterday um, who hasn't aired yet. Uh, his name is Paul Britton, and he's in literally the Arctic. <laughs> he's a police officer for the Canadian uh, you know police force or whatever. And you know talking about like I was asking him, hey, is real estate investing is that something that's a, that's a big part of the culture? What, you know pros and cons and you know, how do people look at you uh, and doing that? He talked about how, you know, he doesn't really like to talk to, to many people about it because people kind of have their own opinions and naysayers and things like that. And, um, you know, in, in his field, specifically the police officers, you know, there, he doesn't really know anybody um, that's, that's doing the real estate game. And they, they look at it as being risky. And for police officers that are out there risking their lives, you know, he's like, you know, it, it's kind of interesting that like they're risking their lives and we're risking our lives, et cetera. But then from a financial standpoint in, in real estate side, side of things, they are more risk averse when it comes to finances, I guess you'd say. And right. in your field in IT, you know, the type of person that would be good at it, the demographics uh, in terms of just like the skill set and personality types. Um, are there other people that you know that are in your field um, that are have this, the same vision and purpose with, with the real estate side of things and passion with real estate? No, not anybody that I've come encounter with. Well, um, well, I, I know one person that does IT that has one extra, one other property. I mean, it's just she's not working most of the jobs either. I guess the only thing about when it comes to real estate, you got to have some type of money because they're going to work hard, some type of down payments. Then I just want to just hand you home. So it depends on like my thing with saving the money was because I wanted real estate. That was that was my main objective of working my butt off and saving the money was because I wanted to buy another home. I wanted to keep my homes. So my, my goal is like every year buy a new home. So that, that's just where I'm at with it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, again, that kind of goes back to the reason why we're talking about this is that, you know, I, I get it. You know, I got into real estate and some things happened for me. It's like, oh, well that happened. Now, now, now I want more of it. This good thing happened. Now I want more right. of it. You, even despite some of the, the failures and struggles. Right. And 
you know, the people that were talking about that people have access to real estate. If you've got money, you've got credit and you've got income and you can qualify and you have the desire and, and, and want to be able to get in the game, the, the game is open to anybody. Literally it's right. open to anybody. Um, but not everybody is aware of it, understands, um, the why or, or the potential, the power of, of real estate. And obviously there are risks involved too. And, um, that, go, that goes with the game. Uh, anything, anything comes with a risk. I, I love it. So, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of goes back to, you know, being able to kind of, uh, control the controllables. I mean, you're out there doing several jobs and stockpiling the, the cash that you can to be able to minimize risk for, for down the road. And if you can purchase the next one and the next one. Um, so, I mean, why don't more, why don't more people do it? Is it an, is it an information, uh, situation? Well, is it a information? And I, I've had, uh, I've conversed with people that just feel like a house is just so much to handle. I guess people don't understand that you can buy warranties for your home. You have insurance. So if anything happens, it's, it's no different from an apartment. You might have to pay a fee, but once again, it's yours. So if your refrigerator goes out, I have a American home shield on all my properties. Call America Home Shield, $75. They're going to come fix any problem with this refrigerator, wash machine, dryer, just all this stuff, your plumbing, all that stuff is protected. Like, definitely advise people to protect their stuff. So I think a lot of people worry about cutting grass. Like, I'm out here in Houston. I got a huge yard out here on the golf course. I pay $35 every two weeks for someone to come cut my grass. Right. Yeah. If you're working, the last thing you want to do is get out there and cut the grass. Right. It's a huge yard. $35. They come in this neighborhood and they do that. So it's just like... I think people think that a home is more responsibility than what it really is because there's no difference. If, if, if your apartment floods, you still got to get out of it. You yeah. still got to find space. So if your refrigerator goes out, you still don't have anywhere to put your stuff in an apartment. So it's kind of, I think that's kind of the scary thing with people. They just think that a home is way more responsibility than what it really is. Or just, yeah. and it's what you don't know either. I don't think a lot of people just want to say, I don't want a home because of this. Even if you don't, to me, you want to own a home, whether you're in the st- where you whether you're staying in it or not. That's still generating someone still paying that mortgage down for you to if you want to sell it eventually. All that money still comes back to you. It's it's, it's kind of like a savings account to me mm-hmm. because I put the money down, but I know that money is in the home. So when I decide to sell the home or what I decide to do with it, that money's coming back. It's just they're holding it for me. That's just all it is. Yeah, and and, and the time frame piece of it too. I mean, and it's on interest. Basically, it's drawing interest. Yeah. My oh. money's drawn by just sitting there with someone paying my mortgage down. It's just drawing interest. So when I, not only do I get my money back, but I get a return on that money. So. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And like you mentioned before about, you know, well, what if I would have kept it that, the first property longer? You know, we've had recessions in this country every however many years. You can go back over hundred years and there's been plenty of, of recessions. And, you know, when, you look at the data for housing uh, prices, the average housing prices, and then, you know, the you line it up with where the recessions are. Uh, housing prices every single time have either stayed flat or actually gone up through recessions, except for one uh, time. And that was the 08, 09 crash where the, the, the crash was because of the housing issues with the lending part of it. Right. So it's like, you know, there are, are downturns in the markets, but if you hold long enough, it's, it typically recovers and will recover and, you know, buy, buying in the right places, buying in the, in the places that are going to be, you know, have good demand for rent, uh, buying properties that you can add a little bit of value to as well. And um, definitely risks in real estate, but also from a long-term perspective, you know, it's, it's risky not to do it if you, if you right. don't want to work to 65, you know? 
because now you got to think about it. If you didn't buy when five years ago, look how much the mark, look how much has changed now. Look at the interest rates. Homes have went up so much now. So it's just like the sooner the better. It's not going to. I mean, it's not going to stop going up. So the sooner the better to get. So the way that you look at your life, right? Like you got into the real estate game, you got your jobs, you got your family, you got your son. Um, when you go back four years versus today, um, any, any shifts on how you look at things in terms of, you know, finances, life, relationships, all, all that. Totally different, man. It's just I me. Mean, I'm I'm just in a better place in life. You know, I'm just in a way financially in a way better place where just not not so much worried about paying a mortgage or so much worried about buying things that I mean I'm able to buy what I want at. so it's just it's just it's it's a whole different view on life now it's just I didn't know this was out here you know what I'm saying so it's just like about research networking all that stuff will get you in a better place in life man you just you don't know everything so just talking to people that know more than what you know and just taking in what they tell you that's all I mean I think it, you know, people just say it's not it's not what you know, it's who you know. And for me, it's kind of like the who you know can tell you what you need to know. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like me listening to people and I just, I listen. I do a lot of listening and storm and then I implement it in my own life. If it makes sense, if it goes with my life, I implement it in my life. So I'm not afraid to listen to what somebody's saying or take a risk. That's, that's what it comes with. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I look at some of the statistics that are out there, you know, when I think 50% of, of working adults have less than a thousand dollars saved, um, it, that, so there's a lot of people that are, are struggling or, or just getting by. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons that go into that and I'm not probably for this podcast, um, you know, in terms of, um, the racial divides, the people that were held back, um, investment in certain things. I mean, the school system is alone is, is a joke in terms of the in a, uh, the uh, divided amount of funding that's going into some of the different uh, school systems in, in certain areas of cities. And so, um, you know, at the, at the end of the day, when we talk about building wealth, getting ahead and saving money, for most people, there's nothing to cut, right? You know, people have rent and cars and credit cards and groceries and gas and all these things. There's not much to cut. Um, but there are people out there right now that are doing things creatively to be able to, gener to generate more income. And right. you know, kind of, you, your example is a, is a perfect one. Um, you know, there's other people that are doing things like consulting, social media, affiliate marketing, online, uh, all, all kinds of things, DoorDash. Uh, and, and so, at the end of the day, there are things out there that, that are available to be able to generate more income. And that's kind of part of why we're, why we, I, I want to have people like yourself on here is, you know, you're taking the information and you're acting on it, you're moving on it and, and doing things uh, successfully, which is amazing. And the more that we talk about this stuff, I think the more, the more commonplace, because like you said before, I'm scrolling on, on, on Instagram, you scroll on Instagram, you talk about real estate and it's popping up stuff, right? The more mm -hmm. that we talk about generating more income and people, that are doing things on the side. I mean, if I, I give this story all the time, it's like, okay, this person that I know that was making $40,000 a year had no savings, had nothing to cut. And he goes and gets a job making an extra thousand bucks a month and plows it in, into savings. Now he's saving like almost 20% of his income by just adding in an, an extra piece of income. So 
Um, it's all relative. It, you know, the more we talk about this stuff, I think hopefully the, the more opportunities can pop up and in connections and who, you know, may be able to point you in the right direction. Um, uh, another thing. Yeah. Uh, so when, when you're renting your homes out, you're going to get more than what your mortgage actually is. Like you're not, I've never been in this place where I got less than what my mortgage was. I mean, it's usually three, three to $500 more depending on the, the rental rate in the area. But that's what I observe is usually three to $500. That's extra money for you. Totally. Whether, whether you want to put it towards a principal to help pay it down or whether you, whether they can help pay a couple of bills for it. That's just extra money. Right. So, and, and what's cool about that though, too, is that, you know, from a lending standpoint, you're, you're locking in that 30 year fixed rate and it pretty much stays the same unless taxes or insurance go up, but rents will go up as, infl as inflation carries on and rents will go up over time too. So, you know, t time, if you're just getting in the game letting time work for you as some of these things, you know, will, will, will work um, uh, for you. So at, at this moment in time, you mentioned, you know, looking at uh, potentially at the next house as, as the next target. Uh, are there any other targets or goals you have for 2023? Well, I mean, I'm actually want to, I want to open up a hookah lounge. Um, like a restaurant hookah lounge slash bar here out here in Houston. I actually just looked at the building about, well, we're, we're late on this podcast due to me looking at that building. I found the building down in the, in a, in a great area close to downtown in Houston. And I mean, uh, I got to talk to the realtor, ask him a few more questions about it. And that's, I'm looking to go in business with, with a cousin. That's, that's awesome. kind of where I'm at. With. But that's once again, awesome. we're going to, we're going to still keep that out. At least one IT job though. <laughs> right. Right. Keep at least IT job while we're doing what we're doing. So yeah. Cool. So one property, maybe even a hookah lounge, which is uh pretty cool. From um, you know, a you know, for viewers out there that don't know the Houston market that well, um, you know, what's kind of the lay of the land, the the areas that you're buying in and kind of, you know, the the demand for rent, right? Like what what are the proximities? So why why did you choose those areas in terms of uh lo location? Um, so I'm in Cyprus. Um, both of the, I bought a home downtown close to the medical center, a townhouse. And that's the one that I was, I was Airbnb in it for a while, but now I'm renting it out. Um, I'm gonna get about $300 more a month for that home. Um, the, the next home is also gonna be in Cyprus town lakes, um, which is a nice area in Cyprus. That's why I'm looking about the next home. And so it's about five minutes from this home. So just a, a point. So my home is the home I have is about 4,000 square feet. I pay $2,200 a month for it. Mortgage-wise, next door the home is smaller than mine. The, the people are renting that home; they're paying thirty-five hundred dollars a month for rent. So that's just to let you see that I have a mortgage that I'm paying twenty-two hundred dollars for. The people beside me in a smaller home is renting the home and paying thirty-five hundred dollars a month. So there it is. Yeah, and and so you know, kind of going back to that to four years ago, right? Like time, time, things will evolve things change, prices go up and they go down, but over a longer period of time, you, know, you get in, you lock in that rate, you lock in that payment and, you know, prices will go up, rents will go up. So even, even today where, you know, cause you locked in that rate a couple of years ago. So maybe the rates are lower than what they are today. But at the end of the day, people getting into the game right now, you know, maybe rates are lower in a year and you can refinance to get to a lower rate. Right. But prices, I mean, based on the data that we're looking at, unless some major crash happens, um, there's just not a lot of inventory out there. So um, over five, 10 years or so, if you get into, into real estate and then you end up renting it out, I mean, the rents, if you can cover your payment, I mean, at the end of the day, 
you know, long-term wise, you're going to be in, in hopefully in a, in a decent spot. So, you know, we, we talked about a, a lot of different things, how you got into the game, um, you know, from, from a, um, you know, we call this a paradigm shift moment, you know, the why, what, why was this important for you? Uh, to be able to get on this path, what, why, why real estate? You know, obviously you can build wealth, but why is that important to you? What, what happened along your journey that changed the way you look at this and, and to make it so important? Well, just looking around, just seeing people working at 60, 70 years old. To me, that was just like I don't want to do that. So it was like I had to figure out what I wanted to do, what could help me retire early. Also, having a son, um, I, I know I want to leave him something. I make, I want to make sure he's in a good position when I'm no longer here. So that was part of like. I have a um, I have a trust and he's the owner of my trust. So everything goes to him when I die. So if I pass away, everything goes to my son. And I just want to make sure that I'm leaving him in a good situation. I mean, cool. not to go too in on this podcast, but I feel like a lot of people, at least of a lot of people from my background, don't make those same decisions. I mean, of, of, of thinking about your future. I think a lot of us live for the moment. I enjoy the moment as well, but I also know there's something bigger than the moment and it's the future because we we all plan to live to whatever we all want to live to 180 80 to 100 we all want to live a long time but you got to plan to live that long as well yeah and and for listeners out there that may want to follow your journey where can they find you on social media it's next underscore level me so it's next underscore l-e-b-e-l me m-e got it yeah yeah have a heck of a journey on there. I, I think I have all my properties on there, at least when I closed on them. And so, and also you have my information. If anyone has any questions, I'm definitely here to answer any questions to make sure I enjoy helping people as well. I mean, I, I, I'm very passionate about this, real, about real estate because I know it's money here. I witnessed it. I, I've seen it with my own eyes. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that real estate is where it's at. Yeah. So they can message you on Instagram, find you next underscore level me. Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, there's different people that are doing different things to try to be able to get ahead. And, you know, the biggest thing that I had to learn from my own journey, especially when it comes to real estate is I just didn't understand time. I didn't understand like how important just getting into the game or whatever it is, whether it be, especially social media. I started this the whole journey in July and just doing it every single day, you know, and I look at it, at it in a different way, but real estate, you know, when right. you fast forward the clock five years or 10 years, value is going up and someone else paying your mortgage balance down. It just opens up so many other doors that like, I just, I didn't get it 10 years ago, you know, and just getting into the game, taking that, it doesn't matter how, how high or how big or what the property, just getting into the game. It could be whatever lower price that, that may not make sense today, but if you get into the game, who knows what's possible you know, down the road. Any other advice or words of wisdom that you would share with the audience? I mean, just real estate, man. I mean, from I know it's it's, it's a lot of things you can do. I took real estate seriously, and, and it changed my life. Real estate changed my life. So I mean, that I'm gonna always push real estate. You ask me, real estate, real estate, real estate is what I'm gonna always push because I've seen what it's actually done for me. So that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Cool. So um, we're definitely going to have you uh, on again later in the year or sometime down the road and check in on you on a couple of these things. But thank you so much for making time for us today, DeMarco. Uh, good luck with everything. And uh, we'll be talking very soon. I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for having me. All right. All right. Thanks, DeMarco. Bye. 
thank you for listening to another episode of the Strive for 25 podcast. If you're ready to jumpstart your financial journey and take it to the next level, you may want to join our 30-day habit challenge, which you can find on our website, strivefor25.com, strive, F-O-R, the number 25.com. You can also follow us on YouTube and Instagram by searching strive for the number 25. And if you have any questions and want to reach out to us, you can also connect with us on our website. Thank you so much.